0: Welcome to episode 26, where today we're getting clear on the differences between cravings and urges and learning what to do about them when they show up. So many of you know that I have some experience working with alcohol and drug addicted persons. I've worked with some of the most hardcore drug addicted persons, folks who were addicted to cocaine and heroin and even meth, alcohol and marijuana. And I've read a lot of research on my own trying to understand the addicted brain. And what's interesting to me is that even in the addiction research, the investigators cannot, between themselves, decide what is a craving and what is an urge and what causes a relapse. Most of the time, when we're talking about addiction, the research is about drugs and alcohol. And while it's less important to me whether you see yourself as a food-addicted person or not... I think there are some interesting facts in the addiction research that will help you put things into perspective. Some researchers say that cravings are the behavioral intention to use a desired drug. Other researchers say that a craving is for the effects of the drug, while an urge is the behavioral intention to use. Still others encompass anticipation and and the behavior reinforcing effects, intention, and desire to use as craving. Some think that a craving is stronger than an urge, while others think it's the other way around. Not only that, but the research can't really come to a consensus around how long a craving lasts, though this is probably due to their varying definitions. For some, The definition of a craving lasts only a few minutes, while others can say it can last much longer. Either way, what we do know is that cravings and urges, both height and duration, can change dramatically during the day and have different meanings. Regardless of their inability to agree and whether you call it an urge or a craving, generally, self-assessment indicates that eh, they're about identical. In fact, for some people, they define cravings and urges as the exact same thing. Additionally, what's interesting in reading the research is that having a craving or an urge doesn't always or even necessarily end in relapse. In fact, I think it's important here to also differentiate between a lapse and a relapse. In the addiction research and literature, a lapse is a temporary slip or return to a previous behavior that one is trying to quit or control. It's usually a one-time occurrence. A relapse is a full-blown return to the pattern of behavior that you've been trying to moderate or quit altogether. So bringing it back to emotional eating and weight release, let's say someone is trying to stick to a specific eating plan, trying to release unwanted weight. They might have a lapse if they eat one donut or one piece of cake or even one cheat meal. But if that same person gains an additional 25 unwanted pounds while on their specific eating plan, then they most likely are suffering from a relapse. Again, I understand that when we're talking about emotional eating behaviors and the desire to release weight, we're not talking about the same thing as, say, heroin, meth, or even alcohol. Still, some of the definitions can be beneficial for our purposes, not to define and label ourselves as addicted, because that may not be particularly helpful, but to help us understand our behavior in context. For me, when I define a craving, it's for something specific. And trying to trick yourself into being appeased by choosing something similar, like having a craving for Ben and Jerry's Magic Brownie ice cream, which is one of my husband's favorite things, it's not likely to be taken care of by eating broccoli or having a cup of raspberries. Cravings aren't always for something sweet and can be something situational, like craving a cigarette whenever you drink, or craving cheese and fruit whenever you drink wine, or craving sweet potatoes at Thanksgiving. As an example, after a long day of manual labor, I've been known to crave a steak. Now, You might think that I crave steak because I need more protein or more calories and my body just knows what it needs. But in fact, I created this craving through behavior. There was a year when I was moving to a new apartment and I had a lot of stuff. And two friends and I moved everything I owned in one day. It took multiple trips Stuff was really heavy and it was really hard work. At the end of the day, in my fatigued state, I was super proud of myself and I wanted to reward myself. And I did so by taking everyone out for a steak dinner. In that moment, I programmed my behavior, set up an expectation that when I work really hard, I get a steak dinner. And it only took that one time. To create the link between the behavior and the expectation of reward. And while I no longer feed that craving, if I work really, really hard, I'll still get the thought or the craving for a steak dinner, even though at this point I'm very unlikely to go out and get one. Now for me, an urge is less specific. It's not about a specific food or food item but rather an impulse to do a behavior. Similar to having an urge to go to the bathroom. For me, an urge shows up as an impulse to eat. I might want something sweet or something salty or whatever, but it's not that specific. And usually any number of things can meet the need. It's important to understand that it doesn't really matter how you define your cravings and urges, but really what you do and don't do with them. Either way, cravings and urges are normal. The thing to know about cravings and urges is that they will pass with time. At times, they can be pretty intense. But each wave of craving or urge will subside if you can wait it out and have a plan for dealing with them when they show up. Cravings and urges will decrease in strength and frequency over time. Research has shown time and time again that cognitive and behavioral coping strategies appear to be equally successful at dealing with cravings and urges. And combining the two strategies typically enhances their effectiveness and ultimately prevents relapse. So what I'm saying to you is is that you can make your cravings and urges decrease by creating alternative behaviors, habits, and coping strategies that work for you. For many emotional eaters, emotional situations, both positive and negative, can create urges and cravings. And these impulses, Trigger automatic responses. In the beginning, they're without conscious thought. I want blank chocolate, cookies, ice cream, chips, whatever it is. And that means I get it. You instinctively, impulsively, automatically get up and go get it. Learning to say no to these intense, ingrained desires is is one of our biggest challenges as emotional eaters, the good news is is that you can understand these desires and learn to resist them. So today, I want to share a page from Smart Recovery, which has a firm foundation in CBT, which is Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, and REBT, Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy. Both of these therapies or skills research shows are incredibly helpful for dealing with emotional eating habits and behaviors. Coping with urges and cravings is a huge part of mastering your emotional eating behavior. And again, while how you feel about your food issues and whether they constitute food addiction is not really that important, the process I'm going to share with you which is called DEADS, D-E-A-D-S, can be leveraged to deal with cravings and urges. The way I remember it is cravings and urges, DEADS. Each letter stands for a part of this approach. D is for delay. The mental activities and processes of cravings and urges disappear over time unless you actively maintain and engage with them with your attention. If you pay them no mind, they will run their course and disappear. If your cravings or urges aren't gone in 20 to 30 minutes, then chances are you're still exposed to the stimulus, whatever it is, that queued up the urge in the first place. Urges usually disappear on their own if we let them, What I mean is, is if we accept and get curious about the urge and notice it without doing battle with it, then the urge will subside. However, when we try to do battle and resist our cravings and urges by saying things like, I can't stand this craving, I have to stop it right now, they take longer to go away. What's worse is that every time we give in to our cravings and urges, we reinforce and strengthen that behavior. So long story short, don't give in no matter how bad the urge is and it will pass. To help you with delaying and writing out these urges, check out the download below to get a guided meditation for urge surfing realize that all the urges you have ever had have passed. Once you have denied an urge, you know you can do it again and again. And over time, you'll have fewer cravings and urges, and the ones that do show up will be lower in intensity. Always remember that waiting them out is always an option. The E in DEADS stands for ESCAPE. If what has triggered you is something outside of you, like a person or a situation or even a triggering food, you always have the option to leave or get away from the urge-provoking situation. You can step outside and get some air. You can retreat to the ladies' room to regroup. You can turn your eyes away from the delectable food or even imagine that you see something repulsive or disgusting or wrong with it, like... I don't know, maggots or mold or even hair. If it's on TV, change the channel. If it's a certain aisle in the grocery store, avoid it. Or just consider using any of the convenient curbside pickup options. Just the act of escaping the trigger will focus your mind on something new, which will quickly lessen your cravings or urges. The A in DEADS is for accept. Put your urges and cravings into perspective by understanding that they are normal and will pass. It's important for us to learn to accept discomfort. It won't kill us, and if we don't focus on it and attempt to keep it, it will be gone pretty quickly. You've probably heard what you resist persists, that applies here. Denying and resisting makes the craving or urge stronger. But acknowledging and accepting, but still choosing not to engage it, you'll soon be on the other side of your urge and you'll be stronger and more confident for it. And how this Plays out. A lot of people get really confused when I talk about acknowledging and accepting, but choosing not to engage. Let's say that you are waiting at the bus stop with someone who is particularly annoying. Maybe they talk loud or they're on their phone or maybe they're singing to a song really loudly. You can acknowledge the fact that they're there. Yes, that person is there. Yes, they are annoying. Yes, they are irritating. Yes, it's frustrating that they won't be quiet. You can accept that they are there. They have every right to be standing at the bus stop with you. They're just waiting for the ride, just like you are. But that doesn't mean you have to run away from them. You don't have to leave the bus stop and go to another bus stop. You don't have to engage with them. You don't have to say, could you please shut up, right? You don't have to, you know, take their iPhone and throw it in the street to get them to hush. You don't have to yell at them. You don't have to engage at all. You just have to make peace with the fact that they are there. And soon enough, they'll get on their bus, and hopefully it's not the same bus as you, and they'll go about their merry way. And that's how we... Acknowledge and accept our urges without actually engaging in them. So I hope that makes sense. The second D in DEADS is for dispute. Many times our cravings and urges stem from irrational beliefs about ourselves, like I always give in to my cravings or I can never follow my plan for very long. Now, you've heard me say it before, but I'll say it again. Learn to dispute those false and negative beliefs. Look for reasons why that thought isn't true. Look for reasons why this belief or rule is false. What says it must be this way? Where is that written? Create new and effective beliefs that you can use as mantras while you are surfing your urge or craving. And finally, the S in DEADS is for substitute. Now this one is a bit trickier because when we're talking about a craving or an urge and say the word substitute, you might be thinking that we're talking about substituting fruit for that apple pie you're craving or substituting whole wheat pasta for the white-floured versions. And that's not what we mean here. When you get an urge... We want to quickly substitute a thought or an activity that's more healthful or beneficial or fun. Take a walk or run an errand. Grab a book to read or listen to music or a podcast. The possibilities to substitute and lessen the cravings more quickly are endless. Substitutes are distractions. But... Those distractions can help you ride out an urge or a craving. So when you're not struggling with a craving or an urge, take some time to sit down, think about it, and write down some possibilities for distractions. This is the list we keep returning to. Keep that list with you so that you'll have a reminder of your options when an urge or a craving happens. And then you just have to pick one to try, and you can keep working through your list. So that, in a nutshell, is the DEADS process. D-E-A-D-S. Um, and you can always remember it by you know, remembering cravings and urges, DEADS. Um, that D is for delay. E is for escape. A is for accept. The second D is for dispute. And the S is for substitute. And these are all ways or options that you have for working through and riding out an urge or a craving without giving into it. So thank you so much for listening in today. I hope that this tip, the dead's process, is helpful for you. And will provide you with additional ways to say no to your urges and cravings. And helps you on your journey, your road, your process towards emotional eating mastery. If you have any questions or want to talk to me about the DEDS process or any of the addiction recovery processes that I am familiar with, I would love to talk to you. You can find me on Facebook at fb.me forward slash coach Christy R. Hall, or you can find me at my website, www.christyrhall.com. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you soon.